The Branding Bay Podcast is a branding, business, and lifestyle podcast powered by the Life of a Tour Branding Company. I'm your host, marketing and brand strategist, Tara Sherman, and this is a platform where real women who are really putting in the work are discussing real topics. Thank you for tuning in to the Branding Bay Podcast and I am so excited. I have a very special guest, Miss Shayla Bernardo. Um, and she is actually the founder of Black Girls Wine. And so thank you, Miss Shayla, for being on the show. Thank you for having me. No problem. I like me some wine. I know most of my listeners like wine, so I'm super excited. <laughs> super excited. Yeah. I love talking about wine. Oh my gosh, yes. So before we dive into that, um, I always like to give my guests the opportunity to um, just tell my listeners a little bit more about themselves and what it is that they do. Mm -hmm. Okay, awesome. I am Shayla Renato. I am a business strategist and I am the founder of Black Girls Wine. Started in 2016. I've been an entrepreneur for nine years and um, I don't even know. I don't... I guess I'm a wife, I'm a target lover, I'm obsessed, I'm a second home, uh, <laughs> and of course, uh, I love wine. Yay! Okay, so... Um, you've been an entrepreneur for nine years, but I'm sorry, I'm just going to dive uh-huh. a little bit more into you and then we'll get into uh, Black Girls Wine. Um, so you've been an entrepreneur yeah. for nine years. And so in the grand scheme of things, Black Girls Wine is fairly new. Um, so can you talk to me a little yeah. bit more about like what your uh, business was previous to or prior to you starting Black Girls Wine? Yes. So I grew up in a fashion household. You know, grandma was fly, mama was fly. My mom taught fashion design for 30 plus years. Fashion was always like in my blood. And so I went to school, got a degree in it. And I knew that I wanted to be a stylist. And so my actual first two businesses I launched at the same time. It was my strategy consulting company, Alias Management. And it was my fashion styling company. Um, eventually I sunset the styling company because it just didn't give me, um, the way that I would need to build my business so that it would be sustainable mm-hmm. was not the way that I wanted to go about building that company. And so I actually sunsetted in 2016. I let go of my, it's so funny because 2016 was like a truly like life changing year. Like I got married, I sunset my business, I let go of my domain name with my major name. Like it was very transitional. Okay. Um, and then later on that year, Black Gold Wine came along. But Alias Management is the business that I have always been really passionate about. God definitely gave me a gift for strategy and it's something that I am really good at. Like taking a look at a business and being able to break it down and say, This is these are your holes and here's how I can help you fill them. So that was my that's my longest running business that I own. Oh, cool. Yay. Okay, so um and I think that what you did was very important because I know um, when you're getting started and you're a small business owner um, or you're an entrepreneur, most of the time, the things that we start, we're really passionate about. So I commend you for being able to release something that you were really passionate about so that uh, you can embark on something that 
kind of served you at that time in your life better. And so talk to me about how you were feeling when it was time to like let go of your domain name and different things like that. Because I know I would have like high anxiety if I had like when I have to let go of anything, I'm like, oh, my God. I definitely, look, my anxiety is already bad. The last thing I needed to do was do that. But at the time, I was a little kind of devastated because what I felt, I, I was devastated, but at the same time, I knew I needed to make room for something else. I didn't know what that something else was because I know that God called me to entrepreneurship. He did not give me a head for strategy and not call me to it. Mm. Um and so I was just like, God, I don't know what you're going to do, but I feel like it's something big. So I'm just going to be patient. And I didn't want to just build something just to build it. And letting it go was a little, it was kind of rough. And, you know, a lot of times it's crazy, right? Because when you let businesses go, especially as a serial entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you get like the outside people who don't even have the courage to launch their own stuff judging you, right? Because right? then it's like, oh, why are you letting this go? Oh, why are you? But I think I needed that experience because even though Black Ghost Wine is only three years old, it's actually evolved a lot. And there are some things that I started in Black Ghost Wine that I later um, ended up having to sunset because it didn't serve me. It didn't serve my highest good. And it just wasn't something I was going to be able to build and love. And I think that having to let go of my first baby, ShaylaCourtney.com and Shayla Courtney Styles, and I think letting that go, what I thought I was destined to do, mm-hmm. um, really helped prepare me for building and growing Black Rose Wine as a sustainable business. Yes. And that is good because yeah. <laughs> not good that you had to let it go because I, I know it's like for... Like, I understand because I, I started, my initial business isn't what I'm doing now. And so having to let go of that, <laughs> it's very, uh-huh, it's, uh-huh. It's, y'all listen, it's almost like a death, okay? Like, especially if you put a lot of work into it. It is. <laughs> and you have to grieve, girl, a whole lot of work, right? Like, you building websites and building social media accounts mm-hmm. and, you know, customers. And I still have all the clients, my style clients that I work with. I still have them saved in my phone. I just saw it the other day, and I was like, I need to delete these people. Yes. It's like a breakup. You got to go through and delete the pictures, the contacts. <laughs> it is. It's like really, it can be a lot. And I think a lot of people don't understand. It's so nice when you can, like, talk to other entrepreneurs and say, like, girl, like, I had a loss. Like, I had a death, and, and it was it was intense, and it was bad, and I felt really lost, and and. It was just crazy, but but in trusting God and all of it, I knew that there was um, there was an ultimate destination, and I think that God wanted to use some of my other talents and gifts to serve women in a different way. So yeah, well, I commend you for that. Um, definitely Thank commend you, you for that. <laughs> um, and then I want to get into um, Black Girls Wine. So could you just tell the listeners like exactly what? Black Girls Wine is? I sure can. So first things first, Black Girls Wine is a lifestyle brand. I created it because there's so many black women who love wine, and it's a part of who we are. It's a part of our girls' night. It's a part of our wind down. It's a part of our me time on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And when I first uh, started looking around online in 2016, after a friend of mine kind of 
wanted to bring me into the industry to sell wine, I was like, well, there's not even a common space where black women gather where it would be even possible to say, hey, girl, try my wine. Like, there's nowhere where we're gathering to enjoy this experience. And so I started it from there. I do a weekly show every Wednesday at 8.30 called Wine Down Live. Um, and I review a new wine every week. So you never have to wonder what what wine to pick up again. So that's always the goal is to help my listeners and my viewers find a new wine. Um, and it's a ton of fun. The audience has grown tremendously. And that's kind of the lifestyle part of the brand. And then the experience part of the brand is that this year we launched the Black Girls Wine Society. We are in 17 cities. Our members get a membership card. They get, um, starting in 2020, some of the things we'll be doing is we'll do monthly wine classes that are virtual so everyone can attend. I've got some really amazing sommeliers that I'm partnering with, and we do a different wine experience every month in each city. And my amazing ambassadors, they are trailblazing women in their own lives. They have stepped up to be leaders in the organization and curate these experiences for um, other black women. So we do a private yacht party for our members every year, depending on your level of membership. Attendance is free or discounted. Um, And so just a lot of, like, really awesome things that I'm able to pour into these women who love wine and want to grow their palate. Ooh, that sounds like... I need to join. (laughs) Yes. I'm telling you. And, you know, honestly, the sisterhood is what's the biggest thing. So I'm an AKA, and I really enjoy the sisterhood of being in a sorority. Mm -hmm. And so when I started the Black Girls Wine Society, I started it with the mindset of it's a sisterhood with country club connections. So it very much is structured like a sorority, but it is an experience like a country club so everything is curated for you we are going for um all the amenities and luxuries that you won't have outside of the club and so i wanted to have that and be able for women to come and share and i love listen all the chapters that i have been able to um like be a part of their meet up so far mm-hmm. it has really been an experience like we have a great time that sounds fun yes you would love it, you would love it. so tell me um okay so i know you we've you've talked about the sisterhood of it um what have been some uh-huh. of like the biggest takeaways for you uh-huh. um in starting this brand oh that's a good question <laughs> um some of the biggest takeaways from me have been standing in my own truth of oh, why I am here. I've gotten criticism for being the black woman who came into the industry and didn't have any certifications and hasn't studied wine and all this stuff. And I think, and it was from other black people, um, and it was really hurtful. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I just have to realize, like, I am here to foster connections and sisterhood in the black community, and it's happening over wine. 
and that's okay. I don't have to be an expert. I don't have to be whatever. And it's not that I never had the desire to do those things, or I still don't, or that I won't do it one day. But to make sure that when I do it, I do it with good intentions of just getting more knowledge for myself and standing in the truth that, honestly, I'm here for the sisterhood. And that is what I know so many other women are looking for. So the biggest thing for me has been staying focused on that. And that is what keeps me going, especially on the hard days when there's, you know, 75 members that we have to get member cards out to. And mm-hmm. When there's like, you know, 17 ambassadors that need me. And we're going to add like more cities in the first quarter of the year. So you're talking about like doubling that, you know, and like, managing people so it's, it's a lot but it's very rewarding and that's what keeps me focused that's amazing and then you talked about okay so let's talk about the barriers to getting into this industry because uh-huh. i think for listeners um and even myself i think my knowledge of wine like i took a wine course in college <laughs> and uh-huh. then uh-huh. um and then i'm kind of like i like wines guys so I, I won't get into mm-hmm. how much I actually drink <laughs> drink wine. Girl, um, there is no judgment here, okay? Okay, so I won't expose myself, listeners. But I do, I, I like a good wine. Um, and so yes. when we think of, like, the industry, like, mm-hmm. like this is actually an industry. And so I know mm-hmm. a lot of us who drink, we look at it like, oh, it's just a good time. But from a business standpoint, right. um, there was a barrier to to entry for you can you talk more about like the challenges that you were faced with um and kind of what you did to persevere oh well some of the barriers the barriers have been on both sides so it's been from the black community and the wine industry and the non-black community in the wine industry um people will post on our facebook post um and they will make a really nasty comment And they will say things about, you know, how this is racist. And it's like, no, it's not. White people have been gathering in secret rooms for years. We're just deciding to do it out loud. There's nothing wrong with it. And, um, you know, I'm here to create safe spaces, and that's all it is. And then on the other side of it, you know, you get other people in the industry who look like you that don't want to support you, that don't, that will smile in your face and then talk about you um, to other people. Mm -hmm. And it is just like, it it definitely was really tough coming in. And it continues to be tough because the talk doesn't stop. But I think that what encourages me the most are the people who watch the show, um, the women who don't look like me even, who come up to me and say, this is amazing what you're doing. Like, I love this and I wish I could be a part of it. I know I can't because this is a safe space you're creating, but just know that it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And so it's having people who understand, who, um, who actually see the vision and want to be a part of it that keeps me going. And I will say, honestly, the thing that I have learned in all of this, like facing the adversity, getting the comments, um, even when it comes to planning events and people not really wanting to work with us because we are a black organization mm-hmm. and it's happened across the country that my ambassadors are like facing these challenges. Um, 
I keep them encouraged, and then at the same time, I keep going. And for me, I just move in silence. That's what I have learned. The, one of the biggest lessons I've learned with BGW is to just, you know what, it's okay. Nobody else has to be into it. The people who um, are going to love your organization and are going to love what you're doing for them, that's who matters. And yeah. so for me, it's been a, okay, keep your head down and just keep working. That is good. And I think um, the notion of moving in silence is so important. And it's so, it is. it's so like, it's such a, I'm not going to say a basic concept, but it's like now in this social media era, nobody understands uh-huh. the, the concept of let me do this behind closed doors and just show you guys the results or once it's over with. Yep. Um, and uh-huh. so, I mean, cause your show is on where, uh, where can we watch your show? Is that a social media based show? Uh-huh, yep, on Facebook and Instagram every Wednesday at 8.30. Sometimes I might be a few minutes late, but <laughs> for the most part, I am always on time, and I go live, and it's usually about 30 minutes, and I review the wine, we kiki, we talk about black culture, we talk about what's going on in society, and it's really fun. It's really fun. Yes, and so, like, even with you operating in that space, the social media space, um, do you feel compared to, to share more? Or, like, how has social media impacted um, the strategy behind BGW? Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, I would say I've probably had to be, I'm learning to be more strategic and in that with BGW, because it is both a safe space and also a brand to have balance in what's being shared, but also to be more open about my life and what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times, you know, if people don't know what's going on, they can't really connect with you. Like they want to know, like, yes, you drink wine, but do your husband get on your nerves sometimes? Like, is your house a mess? Right. Like, <laughs> did you skip breakfast? Are you even working out? Like, you know, and so I have, that has actually been like a challenge for me. I feel like it was much easier like a few years ago before the before like the influencer aspect of it took off and before the um, the society took off. Like before those things took off, it was easier to like post. And now it's like, is there somebody who can do this for me? Because I don't have time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that has been probably. It's been a it's been a virtual progress, but I'm trying to get better about like sharing my journey and sharing what I'm going through, and then also figuring out like sharing how much like I got like something like really crazy is going on in the background of my life right now, and like something like that is like okay, do I fight this battle up front or do I talk about it on the back end? So it's kind of just like figuring out where do I go from here. Right, and I think and and that's the tricky part of of it all because like even with this podcast um because essentially uh-huh. this is a platform for professional women of color and um uh-huh. black women who are business owners and I also get that a lot like well you know they some people feel like feel like it's it should be open to everyone and it's not that it's not open to everyone it's a safe space 
So can you talk about like the right. importance of providing a safe space for black women? Because I, I think that's something that's misunderstood because people have like this FOMO, like, oh my God, I'm not included. I'm missing something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they comment on it. You know what's funny is my nail girl actually said something to me about it. She was doing my nails and she's Cambodian and we were just talking and she was asking me about my business and she said, well, why do you do a black girl's wine? Why can't other, like, I don't feel like I could be involved, so why wouldn't you name it something else so you don't leave people out? And I told her, I'm not Cambodian. I don't know how to include you. I've never been Cambodian. Like, yes, when it comes to being inclusive of people in an experience, that's one thing. But I can't curate a Cambodian experience. I'm not Cambodian. And no one curates an African-American experience like African-Americans. And there needs to be a space where women can gather and enjoy themselves and let let their hair down from all walks of their African-American journey and feel safe. And I can't create a safe space for you because I don't know what you need. I'm not Cambodian. And I just had to kind of, and, and that's always my response when people say, oh, you don't feel like you're leaving somebody out? No. I'm talking to my girls, my sisters, my people that there are a number of lifestyle, um, you know, education, marriage, um, business, career, there are things that I can reference that only a black woman will understand. Right. I can't, and that is what makes BGW inclusive, because now we have a space where everyone understands, because we're all in the same boat together. And from a business perspective, if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one, because you can't Ooh, create you. a product good. or service. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you can't create a... Um, you can't create a product or a service if you don't have clarity on who you're talking to. And that's one of the first things that, like, me and my strategy clients work on together is I make them define their audience. I can't help you create a product or create a service and make it profitable and sustainable if you're just talking to everybody. Like, oh, hey, I got mm-hmm. this pillow. Okay, I can get pillows anywhere. Hey, I have a pillow that's designed for people who constantly have lower lumbar issues and may even do heavy lifting. Okay, now you got a whole lot of people that just tuned in because now they know that you're creating something for them. And your business has to be that specific. Agreed. That's definitely good. Um, Do you ever feel... um, Do you ever feel like you need to tiptoe around any specific groups when you're speaking about black girls wine? Like, are you careful with which groups you speak about in front of or, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like in the beginning I was, but I've had to develop a tough skin and it's because of like, so every single, um, Every month, we have events, right, across Mm -hmm. the country, and those events are put on Facebook. And Facebook promotes those events. You know, you always see, like, oh, such and such like this, or such and such is going to this, or whatever. And because of that, we get a lot of traction from a lot of different people. Um, Facebook will, the algorithm shows who may be interested, but by happenstance, other people see it, too. And we get a lot of comments, and that was kind of the beginning of me, like, developing such a tough skin and I'm not afraid anymore 
I was involved in a tasting recently. It was a blind tasting, and we had a great time. Um, and I was the only black woman in the room, and I was fine with that. The guy who introduced me, he was he's an amazing um, friend in the industry, and, um, you know, he doesn't look like me, but he loves what I'm doing, and we've worked with him before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's like, you know, this is Shayla Renato, the founder of Black Girls Wine, and I have made a number of connections as a result of just being in that room and not being afraid of saying, yeah, I'm creating a space for black women who love wine. You notice there are none in this room. And that's because a lot of times, not only do we not get the invitation, we don't feel comfortable being the only one in the room. I can't truly let my hair down mm-hmm. in front of someone who doesn't know me, right? right? But when you're in a room of familiarity, and it always reminds me of, and I, I like to reference that book, Why Are All the Black Kids Sitting Together in the Cafeteria? Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's like that you, you go where you're comfort, comfortable. And in the wine industry, for years and even still today, we can't be comfortable because there's not many spaces for us. So um, I've learned to be courageous and stand up about that. And honestly, it's opened a lot of doors. That is amazing. That's amazing. Um, I love this. I absolutely love this because it's like... Um, I feel like the generation before us kind of, they laid a foundation, but they enabled us to kind of like take it a step farther to where we can really walk into these spaces confidently and boldly um, Uh and be a representation Uh for us. Um, And I think that is, that's so important because I feel like it's, it's at an all time high where we're actually seeing ourselves represented in spaces that we never even like considered before. Never would have. Yeah. It, yes. And so, and I always think that's amazing because, like, for myself, like, I'm a first generation uh, college grad. And so, a lot of spaces I had to walk that's into. Awesome. Congratulations. And so, a lot of spaces, especially like starting out, like, early in my career, I had no real understanding. I walked into a lot of a lot of these spaces blind, and I was the only one that looked like me. And I was confused uh-huh. as heck. Like, what? <laughs> like, and even got to the point where I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is just not for me. Um, uh-huh. In terms of, like, your career, it makes you feel that way. Like, okay, well, maybe this is not even, I shouldn't even try this. Like, it's not a good fit. And so. Right. I, it's hard to get comfortable. Yes. And so I really commend you for being a trailblazer and actually taking this on, like, head on. And in spite of the challenges and the adversity that you face. And so just want to commend you for that. And thank you, thank you. Now, thank you, <laughs> thank you. And so now I want to get into like the fun part. So I want to talk about some good wines to, let's say, wrap up. I'm not even gonna say wrap up to transition from 2019 into 2020 with. Yes. Okay. So I have like a whole list and. <laughs> One of the things that I am goaling myself for in 2020 is trying as many black wines as I can, right? Most of them, um, or not most of them, but a lot of them, you know, they have to be ordered online or they have to be um, ordered directly from um, the winemakers. And so it's on my bucket list to try as many black-owned wine brands wine companies and not to, as I can and sorry not to interrupt you 
quick question. Um, uh-huh. Do you have like uh-huh. a resource for like myself or the audience to tap into to like help locate black owned wines easier or like how do you yeah, find them? Yeah, I actually, so one of the things that's on our bucket list too for black owned wine is that we're going to be trying to feature as many black owned wine brands as we can on our blog. But if you go to our blog now, we do have one that I actually got from, um, Marcy, who is in the industry, Marcy Jones, she created a list, and so I posted the list on our blog. So you can go to blackgirlwine.com, and it is where to buy black wine, where to buy wines by black winemakers, and I have a whole list that's there. Okay, and guys, I'm also going to go find this blog post and link it in the episode notes. And so, sorry, Shayla, yes, I didn't mean I'll to interrupt you, but... <laughs> okay, you could keep... Love your five. Thank you. Okay, where to find black ones? Okay, so I'm going to make sure I link it in the episode notes. So sorry, Shayla, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just uh, wanted to know if you had a space for... Oh, girl, you're fine. <laughs> so. so some of the wines I'm trying to try are Sip and Share Winery. Um, I really want to get my hands on some Theopolis Vineyards. Um Vision sellers. I have not, Mac McDonald is a legend in the industry. I'm ready to get my hands on some of his wine, um, uh, longevity wines. If you had not had any of Andre Mac of Mason Noir wines, you've got to check his out. First of all, the names he has a Pinot Noir called OPP, <laughs> and <laughs> the names that he has are like amazing for the wines and the wines are really good I really like this Pinot Noir um let's see who else who else um Darian Jones wine she actually was featured um that's the wine that oh god what's the girl's name it was the movie that Tiffany Haddish was just saying about the sister who gets out of jail oh dang I just watched this movie too I did too. I just watched it and I can't think of the name of it. But that's the wine that she was drinking. So if you go back and watch the scene in the movie, I think it's I think it's after she gets like fired. I can't remember. But when she like fails at her presentation or whatever, she's drinking wine and when her mom brings them over, they're drinking Guardian. So I'm dying to try that. Uh, and then a little corner one oh three. Nothing you guys have to remember. I do have it all on the list. <laughs> But, um, so yeah, I am kind of just adding to this list and my goal for 2020 is to review as many black wines as possible. If not on my show, I'm going to definitely be producing a lot more content around trying so many of these great wines. Yes, I'm definitely only plugged in. <laughs> so now when I drink, yeah. I can drink black wines. <laughs> yes, oh my goodness. Okay, so talk to me about, do you have any upcoming projects, launches, events, um, things like that for uh-huh. us to get plugged into that are coming up within the new year? Uh, yeah, so uh, as far as the society goes, we are launching our partner network. So if anybody is listening to this and you're in the wine industry and you'd like to partner with the society, please let us know. We're looking to support um, everyone in the wine industry, no matter where they are from, um, you don't have to be black to be a partner. Um, and so we're looking to support the industry, though. 
so looking for partners on that. And so we already have started the program, and we've already started adding partners. Um, and we're relaunching the society um, site, which is accessible from blackgirlswine.com. So we're kind of building that out, and it's, it's just going to be really amazing in 2020. Um, and then outside of that, we're going to do the Women Wellness and Wine Retreat this year. Um, we may do it, so keep your eye out. Look, I'm still deciding. Last year, uh, we did it in October, and it was a lot of fun. So keep your eye out for that. And then if you're interested in going on a yacht party, you have to be a member for 90 days in order to go. So, yeah. Okay. Give me one second, please. I'm sorry. Oh, you're fine. So sorry. <laughs> so so sorry. You're so fine. You're fine. Okay. Huh. Okay. So, um, let me see. That's my train of thought. Okay, here we go. Okay. And so, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I am. Of course. I'm super excited because I'm like trying to plug get plugged into your network and stuff now (laughs) Um, yeah yeah and so um just before we wrap up can you let everyone know where they can get plugged into you at like website social media like where can yeah okay so we are black girls wine everywhere like everywhere everything spelled correctly black girls wine so facebook instagram and twitter um and for all the biz besties out there, as I like to call all of my fellow <laughs> entrepreneurs, I am Shayla Renato everywhere. Um, I am going to be bringing back my biz talk show that I do, so um, definitely follow along for the journey and opening up a group coaching program soon for business owners. So, Shayla Renato, stay tuned. Yes. So, thank you so much again, Shayla for being on this show um i'm just excited like i said i love wine i love what Uh it is that you're doing (laughs) i love what it is that you're doing and um well thank you thank you for having me what you're doing is really important you're doing important work telling stories is is um sharing stories and telling stories is important so what you do definitely matters i appreciate you thank you and so to those of you who are tuning in to the podcast i just want to say thank you um and also i know that the brennan bay pot the brennan bay podcast instagram page is fairly new but um so i know a lot of you are are already following me at life and couture so if you could please go ahead and hit the follow button on branding bay podcast 
and I will also link that in the episode notes. So until next time, guys, thank you for continuing to support. 